1: I want to take you guys back to a time nine years ago where there's a post on Reddit and I love, I love digging into these old Reddit posts because they're like these little time capsules. This is a post on Reddit from nine years ago, nine years ago. And it says, Mothership Zeta, non-canon, question mark? Okay, now I'm going to read this out to you, because this gets to the heart of the topic of today's episode. One thing that I have seen pop up a couple th- in a couple threads here is that Mothership Zeta isn't really canon. It's interesting to think about. What implications does Zeta have by being considered canon? I'm thinking practically none. The entire plot to Zeta takes place independent of Fallout 3, Except for a very few small interjections. And that's where things can get complicated. And the post goes on and starts a conversation. The most up upvoted, up-duted, (laughs) up-thumbed, up-liked response to this is simply, Bad canon? Yes. Non-canon? Unfortunately not. This conversation goes on. From that point. And my point in this is that from almost a decade ago, with the expansion of Fallout 3, and M- Mothership Zeta, even nine years ago, wasn't new, but people were still debating it. There was the question in the community about aliens in the Fallout games and. Are they canon or was this just Bethesda adding wackiness into the world that was unnecessary because Fallout should be gritty and Fallout should be post apocalyptic and all the scary mean stuff and none of the wacky. Sci-fi B-movie stuff from the 50s and 60s that stuff should be toned down and in order to have the game the way We want it and the way it should have been from the beginning Then we can't have a mothership Zeta and we can't have aliens and This is part of the mindset of the community or at least crops up here and there and I'm just pointing this out because we are on the verge of a new expansion to Fallout 76. An expansion that is going to take us into a new seasonal event, Invaders from Beyond. Mysterious beings from the outer reaches of space are invading our skies and stealing the brainwaves from lifeforms throughout Appalachia. And we have to work with our team of humans to fight them back. And this expansion is going to hearken back to Mothership Zeta. In fact, just this last week, I got together with Ken and Dave on the Fallout Hub, and Ken has been playing this event in the PTS. And so go listen to that episode. It is currently up, and he takes us through a lot of this stuff that you can currently play in the PTS and experience. You can get to see the, the Zetans, the motherships, the the different events, you get to actually interact with some of the individual characters, the references in the world, the connections to real world lore, all of these things that are that are pulled together for this Fallout 76 expansion to the game. And the question then becomes what? Does this have to do with Fallout? Is this actually tied to the core original lore of the game? And there are people who are going to be responding, well, no, they've taken it too far again. They're going to the weird and wacky stuff too far. New Vegas had the option. You could turn on weird and wacky, but you could turn you don't have to. You could turn it off and leave it off. All of that, right? So that's today's episode i'm going to go into the what we know about the aliens and i know i've talked about aliens before but i want to put down for the record where aliens have shown up in the previous games from the beginning in order to map out where they actually are established in the lore and how involved they actually are not through speculation but through actual events in the games up to this point so that I can show you guys that, in fact, they are a solid part of the games from the beginning. So that's that's my goal. So let's go back to Fallout 1 because the aliens show up in Fallout 1 and they are they don't show up in a, hey, you can go talk to them, you can get on their mothership and fight them, nothing like that. But there is a downed spacecraft. This is something that occurs in I believe all of the mainline Fallout games, Fallout 1, Fallout 2, Fallout 3 and Fallout 4 all have a downed spacecraft that you can find in the game. This is an easter egg. It was always considered an easter egg or at least that's what the community thought of it. Oh, there's a there's a downed Spacecraft. This is a kind of a throwback to 1950s, 1960s B movies. Isn't that weird? Why would there be a spacecraft here? It's just something the the devs put in as just kind of this weird thing you come across. It must be just a you know a fun little surprise. Nothing else. Well, it's not just a fun little surprise. It's not just, hey, let's somebody just wanted to model out a spacecraft and just stick it in the corner of a map because wouldn't that be funny because it actually goes a little bit deeper than that in fallout one, the master, the, the main villain in the game has imprisoned psychers, these individuals who are called psychers and they wear psychic nullifiers. These psychic nullifiers, the description mentions that they are made from a strange technology that may be of alien origin. This is, this is in the lore. And if we go into this a little bit more, there's actually a scribe in the Brotherhood who says, and has, has a line, I've seen an alien spaceship before. Also, on a computer from the She, you can read this line. The subject on which we have hoped to establish a series of meaningful experiments has disappeared, presumed either destroyed or stolen by the hubologists. Further inquiries have proven fruitless. Until such time as further specimens are obtained, this database will remain inoperative. Dr. Shang. And this is about aliens. It is underneath the section Xeno program on the computer So let's move on to fallout 2 fallout 2 same developer same company same developers a lot of the same actual developers writers as fallout 3 and now we have Skynet and I haven't talked too much about Skynet in or on the show before um, but it, it is a AI project. It's labeled AI project 59234. It's a military artificial intelligence developed before the Great War to assist with the research projects undertaken in the Sierra Army Depot, particularly the development of a cybernetic brain. And this was a project that started in the 2050s, so a few decades before the Great War and, created the first truly artificial intelligence in 2059. This project was the result of backwards engineering alien technology. That's why the AI became so advanced so quickly is because of the use of alien technology. Now, I also forgot to mention that the alien blaster exists in Fallout 1, and in Fallout 2, again, alien technology showing up in the games themselves. So we have this happening both in Fallout 1 and Fallout 2, and also in Fallout 2, we have a continuation of She and the Xeno research division with an actual alien body. These things happen in Fallout 1 and Fallout 2. So anybody who is going to be saying, aliens, are a ridiculous thing. They they shouldn't be added to these games, or at least they should be added minimally. They don't tie into the core lore of the games. They're missing out on some of these core details. These are pieces of the puzzle that have been added in from the very beginning. Now, if we go back to some of the very, very early episodes of the show, there is some speculation about the whole, like, did aliens drop the bombs and all of that stuff. That is all very speculative. But this information here is pretty hard and fast. Aliens have been around, there are crashed spaceships, there are pieces of technology, there's even an alien body. That technology has been reverse engineered by the government in order to develop artificial intelligence and weaponry. All of this is core to the Fallout universe. And all of this has happened before the Great War. So by the time of Fallout 76, it is totally possible that you could have an incursion of aliens showing up and for some reason deciding to attack the individuals, the, the Wastelanders, or whatever's going on in Fallout 76. That could totally happen. Also by the events of fallout 3 you could have a mothership zeta event that could totally happen as well all of these things are central to the games now just because they aren't let's say big and bright and bold and neon happening right at the front of the games doesn't mean that they're not any less important to the story underneath what's going on and shouldn't be focused on in fact in my opinion, it makes them even more interesting when we do get to focus on them because we're finally getting more information on the pieces of the puzzle that have been uncovered. The things that we haven't been able to see as much. We get a lot of detail about the FEV. We get a lot of detail about super mutants and power armor and even things going on with, say, the Chinese in the war. But we don't always get a lot of detail about these other bits and pieces that are working underneath the surface and the things that happened before the Great War. And I think that's where this piece of the puzzle fits in. So let's move on to Fallout 3, because Fallout 3 was, for a lot of people, their first entry into the, into the games. And so now we have Mothership Zeta. We have crashed, even before Mothership Zeta, we have the crashed alien ship. We have... This reveal that the Enclave technology was developed from reversed engineered alien tech, which, of course, is a reference back to the reverse engineering of alien tech in Fallout 2 and probably Fallout 1. So that all tracks, all of this connects back to those games. And then we have Mothership Zeta itself, the actual expansion, a full-size DLC for Fallout 3, and all of the wonderful bits and pieces that we actually get to see from being inside an alien mothership. So, let's go into some of the details on this. this. Now, this is something I recommend you play through, and if you haven't played through it, you at least watch a playthrough of. And I'm just gonna list out some of the some of the details here you have of course the Zaytans you have aliens you have alien workers you have abominations Which are like these weird hybrid human aliens that are found on board the ship What is going on with those? That's that's super interesting you have um, of course different levels of aliens the alien captains and you know the workers and all those you have alien tech on the ship, not just the ship itself, but drones and turrets and experimental weapon tech that the aliens are working on. You have individuals that you run into, other people that have been abducted over different time periods, the oldest of whom is Toshiro Kago, who is a Japanese samurai from uh, most likely the 1500s, 15 to 1600s, early 1600s. So 400 years, 500 years in the past. Um, And so what does this mean? This has some other implications that I, I have some speculation on and I'm gonna go into that in a little bit. But you have individuals who have been abducted over different time periods And you also have a variety of different weapons on the ship. For the first time in the game, you have more than just the alien blaster. You have an alien atomizer, a disintegrator, a pulverizer. You have the captain's sidearm, which is a very specific weapon, Uh, cryo grenades and mines, the destabilizer, the drone cannon, the electro suppressor. And we even get to see some of the things that the aliens are eating, adapted biogel and alien squid and worm food, all sorts of weird things. Uh, there's This is a, a smorgasbord of alien stuff that we get to experience in the game that gives us some insight into what the aliens might be doing here. So... Let's move on to Fallout New Vegas. Now, Fallout New Vegas, we don't get very much in the way of aliens except for three individual aliens that you can come across in the game if you have Wacky Wasteland turned on. And you do actually get to come across them, and you can also find their ship. So this is an experience that you have, but other than that, there's not a whole lot else there. Of course, there's an alien blaster and the the components that go along with these aliens. In Fallout 4, you also have the ability to run into an alien in a cave and the remnants of a ship. And there are some oddities in the way that the aliens work in Fallout 4. If uh, if two of them happen to spawn in the game, they even though they're classified as an alien faction, they actually will aggro and fight each other to the death, which is weird. I don't know that that was intentional. Um, also... If you have the cannibal perk, you can eat them. Uh, And when you do this, the alien's blood is red instead of green, because I guess it defaults to the basic animation, which is probably just another unintentional detail that they just kind of missed. I also have to wonder what the aliens taste like. Probably chicken? I don't know. Um, You can not pacify them with the... Wasteland whisperer perk though you can't do that, but they they do appear non hostile until you actually engage and They are actually pretty weak and, and wounded and when you come across the one that is supposed to spawn um, But other than that that's all you get for aliens in New Vegas and then fallout 4 But I do have some theories about the aliens and I'm gonna go into that when I get back from the break because I got to thank our patrons so Stay tuned, because I've got some thoughts. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. All right, so here we are in the middle of the show. I'm trying, I'll try to make this as quick as I can. Thank you to Stephen B., our newest patron, Welcome on board. Tier four patron, too. So that's just a reminder. We're coming up on the end of the month. This normally would be the end of the month this last week. I have to apologize. I'm a little bit behind. I apologize if I didn't get as many episodes out this month as I planned to. I came down with a bad cold. Most likely it was COVID. I didn't get tested, though, because I figured, you know what, I'm just going to quarantine in my house anyway. I'm not going to see anyone. I'm going to I'm I'm, vac- I'm. double vaccinated and boosted. So i And I've been very careful about going around others without a mask and all that stuff anyway, but it looks like I caught something and I've been catching up with all the work that's going on. So I'm happy to be able to get this episode out to you guys. And so we've pushed back the patron episode to next Tuesday or this coming Tuesday, which is normally when we do it Tuesday night on the 1st. So just past the end of the month. So if you are a tier four or higher patron, then join us. On the first, on this coming Tuesday, we will be having our patron episode. We'll be chatting about what we're going to chat about on the Discord. So, throw out some ideas. We will be talking. And also, big thank you to everybody who helps to support this show. All 51 of the patrons, you guys are amazing. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate your support. You guys have helped to make this a full time career for me. And That means the world. So thank you to everyone else who helps support this along with our brand new patron. And if if I've done anything to help you get through your workday, your commute, your workout, or taking your dogs to the vet because... You know sometimes your dogs get old and they get these weird bumps on them and they have to go get the bumps off and then they get surgery and then now your dog's walking around with a big cone on its head and it's having a hard time drinking water out of the bowl because the cone gets in the way and then now you got to baby your dog all the time yeah it's it's a whole thing but if that's happened to you then go to patreon.com Lorecast. check out the different tiers Everything from the lower tiers, where you get ad-free episodes, all the way up to joining us on the show and getting t-shirts, custom t-shirts that I've put together for you guys that I don't even get. All sorts of good, good, awesome stuff. Go check it out. I would really appreciate your support. Also, another wonderful way to support the show is with ratings and reviews. And this happens on Apple Podcasts and now on Spotify and it's a huge help because Spotify is now ranking shows based on their average rating. So, if you listen on Spotify, please, right now, just go to the go to where you can see all the episodes on the list. Scroll all the way to the top and then look at the, the show title, the description, and just below that, on the left side, there's a little button you can hit. Drop us a little five-star review. That would be amazing. It really, really does help. I would really appreciate it. And... If you leave a rating and review with five stars on Apple Podcasts, I will read it out on a future episode of the show. And I've got a few to catch up on. So let's just knock these out real fast. This one comes from King Jones 420 in the U.S. who writes simply awesome five stars. My second lore cast by robots. The first one being the Mass Effect. Great stuff. Thank you so much, King Jones. I appreciate that. Welcome over from the Mass Effect lore cast. I'm glad you decided to check out one of my other shows. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Also, this one comes in from another another one of our listeners from the US, CT uh, 107 I think, or one letter 07, uh, who writes, great show, five stars. This is a great show. I love the patron episodes and was wondering what their thoughts were on Fallout London. Um, I don't know, patrons, let us let us know your thoughts on Fallout London. I don't think it's out yet. Uh, I, th- I hope it's going to be awesome. Um, I don't know a ton about it, but it would be really cool to find out, find out more. And then we have, uh, it, oh, thank you, uh, CT for that review. And then we have Italy's finest 87 from the United States who writes just as addictive and fun as the series. 5 stars. Hello, robots. My name is Paladin Leba, and I just wanted to say that your show is the Ace of Spades. It keeps me going on long days, wakes me up in the morning, or just in general is good to listen to for a laugh. Fallout Lorecast comes in clutch every time. Just listening for the knowledge lore... Friendly bantering between fellow listeners, etc. It's very entertaining. From the first episode I stumbled upon, season four, to going all the way back to the very beginning of season one, it never disappoints. Just when I thought I knew all about Fallout, boom, in the face with knowledge. I fully recommend this podcast like a nice, ice cold, radiated bottle of Nuca Cola Quantum. It is refreshing and full of boost. Awesome. Thank you so much. I uh, be careful drinking too much of that Nuka-Cola quantum, though. I hear it's uh, might have a little bit of a a radiation aftertaste. Um, But thank you so much, Italy's Finest. And uh, thank you to everybody who helps support the show. All right. Let's move on with the rest of the episode. Here we go.
0: If you have any questions about Nuca World, I'd be delighted to answer them.
1: All right. I told you guys I had a theory here. So. I've been thinking about aliens a lot. I'm excited about this new update for fallout 76. I'm excited about some of the details we're going to get about aliens. And again, go listen to the fallout hub episode. You can get it on whatever podcatcher you're currently listening to this on. Ken has some insights and some, some details from the the public test server, the PTS. So I'm not going to detail all that here in this episode because you can go listen to it there. But I've been thinking about this, the aliens and what's going on with them. Specifically, some thoughts occurred to me about Mothership Zeta, right? So in Mothership Zeta, you help free these other individuals who have been abducted. And they all come from different locations across Earth and from different time periods. And my initial thought on that is that... They're all cryogenically frozen or kept by the aliens in some way over time. But the more I think about this, that isn't necessarily the only option. Sure, maybe the aliens have been flying around those same exact spaceships for hundreds of years. That could be the case. Maybe the aliens are very long-lived. Maybe their technology and their parts last a really long time. But we know how machinery works. It breaks down. You don't have craft and machinery that lasts for four, five, six hundred years constantly. That's not normal. That's... That doesn't seem likely, especially something that's going to be flying around in space that, you know, why would you or why would you keep somebody around and keep moving them from one ship to another cryogenically frozen and studying for that long a period of time? So here's another thought. And maybe your your gears are turning on this, too. You're probably thinking time travel. What if the aliens can time travel? OK, that could be a possibility as well. What if they can go back to the past, abduct individuals from different time periods, move around in time? That could be a thing. But if that's a thing, then why are they in any specific time period doing the things they're doing as opposed to any other time period? What would be the point of that? Why would they be in multiple time periods messing around with humans for any reason in particular? It kind of nullifies any really good storytelling reasons, um, kind of looking at it from a meta perspective, right? Also, time travel, sure, that's fun and all, but it—it's there's not a ton of evidence for time travel in the Fallout universe. Not a whole lot there. Go with me here, though. In physics, the faster you travel, the more it messes with your movement through time this is like Einsteinian paradox type stuff so if as an object gets closer to the speed of light in movement through space it actually travels slower through time so if you were in a spaceship and you got let's say in that spaceship in the year 1600 and took off from Earth in any direction at 99% the speed of light and traveled for a week and then came back. The Earth that you would be returning to wouldn't be two weeks in the, in the future. The Earth that you would be returning to would be thousands of years in the future. Time on Earth Would have progressed significantly differently than the time on the spaceship This is one of those einsteinian like relativity paradox things So what if The spaceship That you get on on mothership zeta picked up Your japanese samurai friend had to travel somewhere very quickly maybe not even that far away, but very fast and then came back to earth at a different time period where they picked up a cowboy in the 1800s and then traveled again and then came back and then was back at a different time period. That's how physics would work. If the ship was able to travel at near light speed. And if the aliens are from a planet that's from a different star, then they would need to be traveling at significantly fast speeds in order to get back to their planet, or at least back to some sort of, I don't know, in between location where they have a space station of some sort. I mean, traveling across, even just traveling across the solar system, let's say they've got an outpost on one of the outer planets. Traveling at regular speeds would take a very long time. I mean, the solar system is huge. So the faster they travel, the more it's going to mess with the time that Earth goes through by the time they come back. I know it's a weird thing to get your head around, but it's actually the way physics works in the real world. It's, It's super weird. So that seems to make more sense to me. That they're actually just doing normal things, but they have the technology to move at very, very fast speeds through space. And that's why they appear to have individuals from different time periods. So if that's the case, then alien civilization must be very different than human civilization. Think about it. You set off on a trip somewhere and then you return and there's no guarantee that you're going to know anybody when you get back. There's no guarantee that you'll be able to communicate with anyone when you get back. Each individual ship is its own society in a way. Each group of aliens is probably a group unto themselves. Once you head off in a ship. That's your family. That's your home base. When you return to the hub, you don't know anyone. S- any amount of time could could have passed. You could be coming back to a hub hundreds or thousands of years later, not knowing what the politics are, not knowing if they even speak the same language. Can you imagine? Can you imagine heading off on a trip, on a mission only to re- return like, think about, think about it this way. Imagine like, let's put it in like real world terms. Imagine that you, you were uh, part of the revolutionary war in the United States in the late 1700s. And it was your job to go check out the West coast of the United States. But you were doing this in the scale of like the universe and spaceships and stuff. And by the time you got back, it was the year 2022. Can you imagine Can you imagine like you would by the time you returned to where you came from? Well, not only is there a different governmental system, but you don't even know where the government is. Now you got to go, Okay, well, we're going back to Washington, D.C. But in that amount of time, technology has progressed. Language has changed. uh, Everything is different. So my point here is that every group of aliens is their own group? It's like their own, uh, in old world terms. This would be city-state in uh, in their terms. It would be, uh, every, you know, every mothership is its own alien nation in a way, and they're all doing their own things. So the mothership that we come across in Fallout Three is probably its own thing, and may not have anything to do with any other motherships that we, we deal with. It might be the only mothership. It might be the only mothership of Zatans that have anything to do with Earth. Or maybe there are multiple, or have been multiple for different time, pans, time spans, <laughs> time pans, um, and periods throughout human history. Who knows? This puts this at a completely different scale and creates a less unified understanding of what the aliens might be doing and why they're here. Because each mothership may have its own agenda in studying humans. Because they aren't necessarily in communication with each other because of the time differentials between each of their, their agendas and each of their movements through space. So chew on that because I think it's a really cool concept and I think it makes a lot more sense than just a mothership that's just been hanging out for hundreds of years so that's my theory i think you guys are gonna have some thoughts on that i'd love to hear your thoughts on the robots radio discord or send me a tweet i use my main twitter account more than i use the fallout account because i have all these different podcasts all these different accounts so just tweet at me at robots underscore radio and uh Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you are interested in any of the other shows I do or any of the other shows on the network, you can check them out at robotsradio.net. Also, I am streaming every evening except for Saturdays. So whether it is podcasts or on the nights that I'm not doing podcasts, I'm playing games on stream. And you can watch those streams on my YouTube channel or on my Twitch channel or on my Facebook page restreaming everywhere. So come join me. I'd love for you guys to come hang out, play some games, or just watch and, and you know, chat with me. Also, I pulled the community. I wanted to create something that we could have as kind of a, a world game where we could have persistent stuff going on. And the community on Discord was like, hey, these are the games that we could play together. And the one that won out was Minecraft. So I was like, all right, screw it. We're gonna get a Minecraft server. So I forked out the money. I've spent a good amount of time this week setting that up with my son's help, who is just a Minecraft genius at this point because he watches so many Minecraft videos. So we've got a Minecraft server. We're doing all sorts of weird and wacky fun stuff over there. We'd love for you to come hang out with us, build some things. We've got a, a like a role play system going on with quests and leveling up and all sorts of fun things going on over there. The information for joining that is on the Discord. There's a Minecraft channel in there, pinned to that channel is the information that you need to join our Minecraft server. And one of the other things I'm doing in order to just kind of get less ads showing up on the show is to call out some of the other podcasts on each episode that I'm doing. So I want to call out True Vault Escapades. If you guys want some more Fallout content, some Fallout stories, something that's very noir-y and interesting, go check out True Vault Escapades. It's part of the Robots Radio Network. Awesome podcast. And until next time, stay safe out there. And thanks for tuning in. I'll see you guys next week with our patrons. All right, everybody. Talk to you later. To plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Also, look up the Robots Radio YouTube for videos about Fallout and other things, and check us out on Twitter, twitter.com/robotsradio. You've been listening to the Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check
0: out all the shows at robotsradio.net.